What is happening? It is Ben Shepard here and welcome back to Run Through Presents Gone Running. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far and if you've not yet rated this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, please get that done for us. It really does help us out. And why not in the review box as well? Let's write, let's write marathon PBs. Pop your marathon PB if you've run a marathon in the review box too. Now you'll understand why when you listen to this conversation with Anya Cullen. Anya is brilliant. She's got an amazing personality and just her love for running is really, really infectious. It's it's brilliant. Uh, just over three years ago, she ran the London Marathon in over four hours 30. Now, three years later, she has a PB of 2.36. Just an incredible story and an unbelievable progression in personal best. How did she do it? Why did she do it? Well, you're going to hear all about that in this conversation. Anya Cullen joins us on Run Through Presents Gone Running. Anya, Anya Culling. Um, I would say I'm predominantly a marathon runner. Um, I come from Norfolk and I now live in London and I just run loops and loops of Battersea Park, really. <laughs> um, I recently did London Marathon, which hopefully was a bit of a breakthrough marathon, um, but completely obsessed, live and breathe it, highly dependent on vaporflies. <laughs> <laughs> Carbon is king. Um, yeah. Just to start, let's go back to like the start of your running journey then and and talk me through kind of how the love affair with running started. Okay, yeah. Um, It's always been a good one. Um, I started in lockdown, I think, um, just to get myself out of the house. I've always been sporty. I've always played hockey, but when team sports weren't a thing anymore, I started when everybody did and did that like tag a mate do run 5k um laughing at all those celebs that were like pausing it after 100 meters and still going i remember i just wanted to get under 25 minutes um which is just completely normal and then i just loved it ran more and more um met my coach nick just running around battersea park uh, he decided to take me on and i have never looked back and i've just fallen completely head over heels with it um and yeah, just growing from strength to strength. Um, and in those last like three years, knocked off two hours of my marathon time. Yeah, this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because the the growth in personal bests is quite insane. Like from <laughs> first marathon to where we are now. Thank let's you. go to that first marathon. And obviously even getting from jumping on and doing a 5K to then going to do a marathon is quite something. Yeah. What what was what was that process like? Um, so I remember it being a real challenge. Like I was petrified. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I wasn't wearing carbon shoes. I didn't know how to feel anything. I just wanted to do it for the personal challenge. 
And I still remember being like so, so proud. So I ran that 2019 London Marathon in four hours and 43 minutes, I think. Um, and I was like running with those rhinos at the end. And I remember thinking like, I'm just going to beat the guy in the fancy dress and all of this. And I I just remember crying and like just being like so proud of myself. Um, I did a little bit of training. I think it was just following a online marathon training plan but it was generally just for mental health uh to get fit um enjoy myself um all of that and then I can't remember a time where I picked up the training like I didn't ever mentally think like I'm going to pick up the training I'm going to do this as a marathon like I'm going to do this whole marathon thing um I was just genuinely loving it and I still do love it and I know it I know it is quite a big progress to go from a so I went from a uh yeah 443 to a, no, a 434 to a 430 a 236 marathon um but I yeah I don't remember it's never been like that difficult because I've genuinely loved it the whole time obviously there's horrible training sessions and out in the wind and the cold and tired legs but I've never been like okay now is the time where I'm going to do this um, yeah it's almost been like you've been in like a, a three-year training block just because <laughs> you've been enjoying it yeah it's just like yeah. you've just continued and continued and continued do you remember how you felt after that first marathon like the weeks yeah. after it, was it was it a painful experience? And yeah, how quickly did that, you get back to running? A hundred percent the most painful marathon I've done. I don't know why. I think it's maybe the time on your feet, um, being less prepared. Um, I remember the blisters. I've got like videos of my feet, like <laughs> trench foot. Um, <laughs> uh, I yeah, I remember like my legs were in bits, like. I was having massages after for so long. I don't think I got back to running for probably quite a while, but obviously the endorphins and that like runner's high lasts so long. I did definitely milk it as much as I'm milking <laughs> London Marathon. Um, still, I, I think it, in both cases, you're allowed to totally milk it. I, I always, it always makes me laugh when I speak to runners and and they talk about like photos of blisters on their phone and I always think to myself if any runner's phone was ever hacked like the the hacker would get into their photographs and be like right and get get out of this right now this is disgusting <laughs> this is disgusting true. my sister my sister ran her first marathon the same day as London and uh last night sent me a text saying um can I send you a picture of my big toe <laughs> and I was like yeah if you want to I'm, I'm just going to tell you that it's going to fall off but you can do it if you want so to do it I don't think I've had 10, 10 toenails since like 2019 <laughs> London Marathon to be honest when you like continued the journey then from 2019 to kind of where you are now because it has been quite a change in I would imagine not only the time but like in your lifestyle almost in 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 some ways what have yeah. what have family and friends reacted like to this journey from you know nearly five hour or four and a half hour plus marathon runner to like sub 240 um obviously they've been so supportive um so back then my 
the younger brother, he's he's less than two years younger than me. He used to be better than me at every single sport. Um, so I used to be like, please, can I run with you? Like, please just take me out on a run. Like, I won't hold you up too much. Um, and he supported me so much. And then now he's like, Annie, I'm not going out with you. It's not <laughs> to be that pace anymore. Like, so I, <laughs> that's cool. But um, my parents are so supportive. Like, they just want me to two sunny marathons they could come on holiday um and um yeah all of my friends are so great I didn't change my lifestyle too much and I think that is partly why um I enjoyed it the the whole process so much and why I've still stuck at it I was still having fun I was still going out um I didn't have the healthiest lifestyle. I loved going out. I loved a party. I still do, to be honest. But only this year I've been a bit more like, okay, we've got to start thinking about things like nutrition and, um, yeah, drinking and wiping myself out for a weekend isn't ideal. But I thought that my friends might have something to say about that or – potentially I wouldn't be invited places but that has not been the case at all they are the most supportive bunch ever um obviously I've gained so many friends through running now which who can relate to everything I'm doing um which is amazing so like I have those friends which I can go out on a Friday with and those friends that I can go on a Sunday morning run with and then those friends that can do both um but everyone yeah is so supportive um I just got to make sure running is part of my life and not my whole life <laughs> I think that's why you're probably still enjoying it so much though and why the the PBs are tumbling is probably because there is that balance between still being able to have fun and running as well and if you kind of yeah. go all out with either side then the other one's going to suffer but it sounds like you've got a pretty good balance at the moment yeah I think I've got a great balance and I'm I would genuinely say I get as much fun now from a night out than like smashing a tempo run on like a Saturday and going for brunch after. Like both of them are like my ideas of fun and try and get them, yeah, in balance. After the first marathon then, when was it obvious to you that you thought, right, I need to I need to do another one of these? So I did take some time off after that. I still looked back at it really fondly. And then I didn't meet Nick till the year after that. Um, and then I'd say the next the next marathon I did after that was Manchester Marathon. And I did that in just over three hours. Um, and he, obviously that is the huge job. Yeah, that's massive. Um, and so I think that was when I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. Like, this is really cool. I could actually really push on with this. Um, And then I went from that and did Rome Marathon in 243. Yeah, 243. And then I did London. So every race has been a progression. From I'm petrified for the day I don't get a PB. I know. Yeah, but I mean, at some point, unfortunately, it's going to happen, isn't it? Because you're at a point now where... You're talking minutes rather than like yeah. I'm I'm sure it'll be sub two three five, sub two thirty, and then it'll just keep going, keep going, keep going. But from that first marathon to close to three hours, that is that's an insane jump, isn't it? And everything from there, it's still unbelievable because you're 
at those faster paces, dropping down smaller increments. But it's almost more impressive going like over an hour and a half pretty well, like off. Yeah. I would say it was just having a training plan though um, and the support of a running coach. I think it's just consistency. Yeah, I've never been consistent with anything in my life and I guess running gave me a bit more structure. Um, yeah, that's when I like moved to London, got myself flat, got myself a job. Everything was like falling into place a bit. Um, I had time to run. Again, I was purely running for like mental health miles, especially during COVID just to feel good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really nice. know what it's down to. <laughs> Would you attribute quite a lot of it to having a coach then? Because you've been with the same coach, have you, from start to, to now, Nick, who yeah. I actually saw saw you through watching one of his videos on, on YouTube. Yeah. And those videos um, I love because obviously he was there supporting you, trying to get help you get that time boom shakalaka and all of that and uh you are you are fully just in the zone and at the end then when you realize oh oh god i've actually done this now it all yeah. just like it all just comes out i think you described it on instagram as your the best moment of your life when yeah, when you post it like what was that final moment like? And then being able to experience it with Nick, who obviously has coached you through this process as well. Yeah, so I would say a lot is down to having a coach and Nick, 100%. Um, I just think it's having the support. Um, and uh, he's based in London, I'm based in London. So I just meet up with him for runs and a chat. Um, I was very much just one of his normal clients. Like he, he gave us all the same amount of attention, all the same plans. Like, and it wasn't until London marathon and he was like, Anya, I'll pace you. Like I'll run with you. And it was genuinely probably the best marathon I'll ever do. Like I'll never have that experience of it. There was no pressure on London marathon. Um, it was so much fun and with Nick there's yeah so I have the video that he vlogged and I think I will genuinely treasure that for so long be like oh show the grandkids <laughs> kind of thing um, but yeah he was like running along Tower Bridge like screaming getting the whole crowd like going and like shouting my name and it was the most incredible thing in the world and he was like weaving and I was like do I follow him and I was like no no I've got six blue line yeah. all you see is the blue line and I was getting really excited and then as soon as we turned the corner off Tower Bridge, he was like, Anya, focus. He was like, stop letting it all get to your head. And I was like, well, why did you run like that and scream? And why did you get the Adidas runners with like confetti cannons? So I was like, don't eat that here. We're only halfway. <laughs> what was it like when you crossed the line then? Because there was obvious elation there. Yeah. I didn't let myself really think about it until Nick was like 400 metres to go and I was in pain at that point like I was in pain um uh, when I knew I'd done it or uh it was just the greatest thing I couldn't believe it I still cannot believe it I hoped I was going to do well but that was better than I thought I was going to do um my parents were so supportive they were like they said they'd meet me at the end because they've never seen me at the end of a marathon before because they've always had to be on hand to like pass me drinks along the way or something. And I was like, mom, just enjoy this marathon. I've got Nick that can help me with 
uh, gels and things like that. Um, and mum in her head was like, no, no, I, I need, Annie needs me. Like, I'm so important. So she was all the way along like the bankment. And my boyfriend was like cycling along going. And um, yeah, Nick was like shouting at them being like, how far is the girl in front? What position is Annie in? Like all of this. Um, and yeah, they'd be like, she's, th- she's third non-elite, like th- uh, like. 400 meters in France, like go, go, go. And I remember hearing it all, but not really taking it in that that was legit, that I was really close to the front. Um, And it wasn't until the end. And I was like, oh, there is actually, she's nowhere to be seen behind me. Like I've actually done it. But I didn't realize the girl in front, um, I think her name was Hannah, was only like 35 seconds in front of me as well. (laughs) I had nothing else to give really. (laughs) It sounds like it was like, almost perfect in the sense if you were just so locked on during the race and it just, it just, I don't know. It seemed like the plan was executed perfectly, even though maybe it went better than the plan. What was the, what was the plan when you were going into it? Was there, was there one or was it just like, right, I want to enjoy this. I know I'm fit. So I'm going to go out and see, see what's what. Um. Yeah. It was very much like, I know I'm in the, hopefully the best shape I've been in yet hopefully it's still just the beginning but um so I knew I was going to do well and I I like my work like laptop passwords were like you know when everything you do is suddenly like London Marathon like three three eight like that's not my password anymore you can yeah yeah don't hack it um, it's only pictures of feet anyway so it's no no need I was set on two three eight but that it, I would slip up occasionally because Nick and I had chatted and we'd said like perfect day two three six, but I wasn't saying that to anyone else. And then we kind of went out without discussing it at two three six pace, and then we didn't slow. And Nick kept saying to me, "How are you feeling?" And I was like, "Great." And he was like, "How are you really feeling?" And I was like, "Good." So like, let's do this because um, he was meant to be pacing a two three eight group, but the group quickly. Um, like disintegrated um so he was just like let's do the 236 and we had that discussion only at about thir- like 30 kilometers because we'd stuck on that pace the whole way um yeah it, it was it, it was executed pretty perfectly i think my splits like my 5k splits they only differed by about two seconds every like 5k like it was mad like even at the end i didn't drop off pace at all so yeah, maybe <laughs> should have pushed it a bit harder, <laughs> but um, no. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can beat yourself up for that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be another marathon. What <laughs> yeah, is exactly. um? What is next? Like, where are you going to go from here? Like you said, there's been such 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 big progressions each time. Like, what is what is the next thing that you're looking at? Um. Yeah, I definitely want to stick to marathons. Um. The less that uh like less distance races um the 10ks halves i really enjoy those um i do them more for yeah like fun and checking in on like kind of time trial kind of fitness level testing um so i'll do a few of those over winter i'll target a spring marathon i was flirting with the idea of seville but i think that's too soon um maybe london again but i know i don't think i'd be allowed a pacer or it'd have to be a female pacer um but I'd like to do that 
I don't know. It depends on a lot. It depends on how the winter goes. I, I want a bit of a downtime. Um, so I'm fired up and ready to go. Been a few thoughts about going to Kenya with Sweatily in January, which would mean I'd like to do an a, like a February marathon like Seville. But I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I've got my whole running career to like go to Kenya. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. It'd be more like a amazing experience rather than necessary for my training, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd. I don't know what's next. I think long term goals would be some wild, crazy qualifying for something, but would we'll stick to small gains for now. Is it quite hard because of everything that's happened, and you know, like you're getting quite a bit of attention now and in the running world because it's because you've got such an amazing story and people are speaking to you and is it quite hard to sort of tell yourself right just because like you say like I could go to Kenya I could do Seville I could do London like is it difficult just not to enter a race and be like right I'm going here I'm going to go and do this almost there's a lot of options and Mm -hmm. it's about refining it and picking the right one yeah, a hundred percent. I'm still a hundred percent getting like carried away with it all. Um, <laughs> but it's like everybody, isn't it? You finish a marathon, and you're like, right, where's the next one? Enter another one. Yeah, I forget all the pain. I'm sure that's what childbirth is like, and you're just like, oh, next one. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> my boyfriend has been like, Annie, you're not going to fit through that door in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like that at all. It's just because I am still so shocked. Um, and I'm just like reveling it in it all. I'm a bit worried about marathon blues and things when everything does calm down. Um, but also I'll probably, um, yeah, maybe take some time off over winter just to run for the love of running again. Um, I think that's the main thing. I don't want to fall out with the love of running and I don't want it to become a stressful thing that I've got to think about more um because I think it maybe does become a bit more tactical now you've got to think about those like little margins yeah. what you can do a one percent better um and yeah which races to target and look at who else is racing and look at courses rather than oh I quite like Rome let's go run that like um yeah yeah I yeah but that's obviously what Nick's going to really help me with yeah um planning the future planning bit by bit but he's very good he's been very much like we don't have to peak now like there's so many years I'm still 23 um so we've got so many years and I don't think he'd want me to absolutely not risk burning out now take it step by step enjoy the process years and years to go you've got so much time (laughs) Yeah, you've got so much time and it's like the, those marathon blues are a real thing not to be ignored as well because i know people that you know get proper down in the dumps after mm-hmm. a big race because they've dedicated nine six three months of their life to a to an overarching goal and then that goal is either hit or not hit almost it's better sometimes when it's not hit because at least then they've still got the goal and yeah. then when it is hit you're just like hmm okay well, yeah. I've dedicated all my life to that. And what's like, what do you do now? Kind of yeah, weird, isn't even, it? Yeah, even now, I'm saying this week, like I do feel a bit all over the place. Um, but I think that is because I suddenly don't have a structure and I'm suddenly not running every morning and I'm suddenly not, um, I don't know exactly what I'm doing or what yeah. is next. Like I'm just kind of floating, um, but it's all part of it. Yeah, and I think it's just about like, 
setting those mini goals then, isn't it? And just hitting them instead of the big goal, I guess. And then when when you do that, then at least you've, you've always got something to aim for. Um, somebody might be watching this now and I ask lots of people this that are thinking about putting their trainers on, thinking about lacing them up for the first time, maybe thinking about even entering a marathon or their first race. What would you say to somebody that's uh, that's thinking about taking that first step and, and doing a 5K, a 10K, or maybe even taking the step up to a marathon? Yeah, um, it won't just be one first step. Like that's the start of the staircase. <laughs> You'll <laughs> love it. You'll soon like catch the bug. It's really contagious. Um, I, I 100% do it. It's the best thing I ever did. It has genuinely transformed my life. I know it's cliche, but you never, ever will regret a run. Um, those hard runs in the rain and the winter and the cold, I still like look back at those in the summer and I'm like, well, if I could do it then, I can do it now. Um, the mental clarity it gives me as well. I know I'm having a better day if I've run that morning. Um, definitely. I just, I just, I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, the whole process of running it's like a little world um that you're not privy to unless you're in it and then you deep deep dive into it and <laughs> it's no escaping um sounds but, like a disney yeah. film doesn't it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they need to make a film about runners i'm sure there are but or like a reality tv show about yeah that <laughs> yeah lots of pictures of feet <laughs> <laughs>